Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1882. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, with a very special guest by the name of Neil Treadway. Neil, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready, Mark, so let's go, and... uh Thank you for having myself representing ShiftGate. Absolutely. We're going to have fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into what you're doing, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Neil? Um, Great question right off the bat. I think uh, if I'm to keep kind of the business side in mind, which is relevant to what we're doing now, I I think most people see me as this kind of stone-hearted, business-driven guy who's all about, you know, financials and return on investment and this and that and uh, very structured. And they don't necessarily see the the empathy and, you know, the heart I have and, you know, the very much caring side of me that that, that, that I I kind of do keep private to my private family life. But I think that's what most people are surprised at, that I have this kind heart caring with empathy and with yeah, you know, with Shiftgate, that's also formed in part with my business partners, uh, our, our strategy at Shiftgate, and that is a sense of inclusiveness, a sense of belonging, creating a safe space, one where people can come and just watch, uh, learn, and educate others. Um, but it's really about the, the inclusivity and broadening the net that has stereotypically been a little bit narrower in terms of the audience we're trying to invite into this wonderful space. So I think that's what people sometimes uh, are surprised when they really get to know me. Well, maybe we'll get to see the softer, gentler (laughs) side of Neil Treadway today. I like that. I like that. Well, we're all about having fun here at uh, Cars. Yeah. So let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into your world. Neil Treadway is the founder um, or is a founder. I should say you got two other partners in this deal, right? I do. I have two other wonderful partners at Shiftgate, um, and and but we all call ourselves the founders, uh, partners. It's a very uh, equal, collaborative team we have, and it's a uh, it's an amazing team. The three amigos, we'll call you guys. Yes. So, so he's a founder at Shiftgate, a modern approach to classic car online auctions that launched on July 21st, 2021. A newbie. Shiftgate was built for every car collector, enthusiast, and dreamer. Neil was born in Liverpool in the UK with a passion for noisy, vibrating, hella race cars. He raced Formula 2000. Hey, much honor for that. In the mid-90s, and in addition to building up speed, he has a passion for building businesses as well. After moving to Toronto, he helped scale Listen Up Canada, which is now hearing a life. One could say he's equal parts gearhead and bean counter. Today, (laughs) he and his two business partners are helping people connect to cars by marketing intelligence and hyper-targeting advertising that connects active buyers with motivated sellers more quickly. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors here at Cars Yeah. Give them a listen, give them a little love, and we come back and we're going to be talking about Shiftgate, so sit tight. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. 
my friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. All right, Neil, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner. I'd love for you to share more about what ShiftGate's all about why you launched it in this with your two business partners and i'm hoping i can get both those guys on the show as well but i'm going to have you take the wheel and teach us more about shiftgate congratulations on this launch well thank you and again we're very proud of the space in general and what the pioneers have done you know the people the trailblazers who came before us have set up this wonderful space and it's a growing space so for us we saw an opportunity to do something that the three of us have always talked about doing because ultimately we are friends. Um, we're also gearheads and we're car enthusiasts, but we're all a little bit different. We're, you know, one, one of my partners, the CEO, Shell Smith, he is a very technical orientated, has to know what this does and the interactions of this and that and gets, gets very into the details and admit uh, likes, um, he, he acts as our CTO. He's the guy that developed the platform. He's a brilliant guy. He likes, uh, you know, 1980s, 90s European cars, um, but he likes working on them and he can really use a wrench or a spanner, as we say in England. <laughs> oh, yes. He's very good at it. And then you've got me, who, you know, like my intro said, I like these roaring, uh, somewhat obnoxious <laughs> cars, but <laughs> I like the feeling they give. I like it's tangible and you can feel it. And that goes, Back to my racing days where, you know, you could feel the car twitch and pivot in your hips. Um, but I, I can't use a wrench and I can barely screw in a light bulb. But 
we, we all bring this immense passion on, on the car enthusiast side and on the on the, the, the business side. We all saw a real opportunity where we could slide into a space and look for that kind of undiluted water that people aren't necessarily congregating in. So we're not fighting, you know, the big guys to try and strip them of their customers and their loyal following. We believe that there is an opportunity to grow the market, uh, to broaden our, our search, to broaden our reach, broaden our message. And in that way, you actually increase the market size in general and your market penetration. And for us, that's important because that's good for everyone. If we can grow the market, educate people, bring n more new people in, because we do want to be inclusive. So we want, you know, regardless of, of, of um, gender, regardless of race, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of anything, if you love cars and you're passionate about cars, we believe ShiftGate is the place for you. And, you know, what we've done, we've developed a great model um, that's kind of, built by, you know, the other places, the bringer trailers, the cars and bids, and, you know, some of these other players. That side of what we do, you know, it's, it's all very similar, but the core belief with ShiftGate is broadening that net through our messaging, through our creative team, our media teams, and really creating a very inviting space for new people along with existing people and along as you know along with people who are just curious and um, we've also worked very hard at being very respectful to those who came before us and those who are still here respectful of the audience in general and respectful of our place you know we are car enthusiasts the three of us and we're car nuts but there's always key learnings and we're you know we've been learning a lot from others listening to what uh, the passion-fueled people in this space are saying. And we feel like we've got a great product, and there is room for everyone, and I truly believe that. But there was, the, there was a real need, we felt, for us to come into the space and kind of open up our arms, embrace a new community, invite the existing community, and just spread more education um, to those people so they feel safe and inclusive. And that, that's really... Um, what we're trying to do at ShiftGate. And we're, we're having a lot of fun doing it. Well, it sounds like it. And this marketplace has radically changed. And of course, the pandemic that we've all been through and are still dealing with, of course, unfortunately, I think has played a major role in this because when you see the big boys, we talk about Gooding, Sotheby's, some of these major auction houses that pretty much, and, and Barrett-Jackson, of course, they still had an online presence, but it was all about being there. But when you realize that, you know, maybe I can't get there. Maybe the timing isn't right for something, but you got a car that I want to buy. They've all had to start to play in this world. I think they've all probably looked at, let's let's use Bring a Trailer as the pioneer here, looked at them and said, okay, you guys have figured this out. We got to figure this out. And you've paid some respect to a Randy and Bring a Trailer and these others that you mentioned. But let's talk about this. When, when you think about the person today who wants to go find a vehicle, a, a collector vehicle, and do you guys cater to any one type of group of cars, or is it new cars, supercars, hypercars, old cars, classic cars, British cars, German cars? Is it everything at Shiftgate? That's a great question. And again, it's one of the things when we were thinking about this space and, you know, who are we? What are we made of? What basically get into the why are we trying to do this? What appeals to us? And, you know, when we were doing our due diligence early on, we found that. Um, and we already knew this to a certain degree that there is a lot of segmentation or call it silos or what you will in terms of this is a classic car, 
this is a hot rod, this is a low rider, this is an enthusiast, this is a collector, a vintage. So you've got all these terms and to the person coming into the space, it can be confusing to the point where you might say, I don't know which way to turn here. So, you know, we, we, we've used the technology to our advantage. And you're absolutely right that with COVID, there's been an immense turn to e-commerce in an extraordinarily big way and an accelerated way to the point where people are feeling more comfortable now. The logistics are getting up to speed. Everything led towards this point. Unfortunately, it was through an event like COVID, but it really did accelerate the learnings and the tech side of it. And we do use this, you know, what we call category first marketing intelligence, where we can pinpoint very select cars trucks and motorcycles that we would like to represent. Um, but in terms of what cars do we attract and, and trucks and motorcycles, it's really the whole gamut. And so for our purposes only, we're certainly not redefining the word classic. What we have done is we felt that we've expanded on the word classic. So you have your traditional classic cars and your vintage cars. I think everybody knows them. And you know that's certainly got a massive place, so much character and history. But We've kind of thought of this and said, okay, for our purposes, we want to coin and, and build on that definition for modern or new classics and future classics. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So for me, a new classic might be I had uh, the uh, E90 uh, M3 BMW mm -hmm. with the V8 naturally aspirated engine. For me, that's a modern classic or a new classic because BMW are never going to make that engine again. You know, with the, the industry moving to hybrid electric, they're probably never going to right. make this engine. And it's a beautiful engine. It yeah. screams. And it's, you know, so for me, my very personal opinion is that car hit everything every point to be a future classic. And for me, it was meaningful. It was a special time in my life. It was this thing I'd been working to. It was the, the aura for me personally of an M3. So for me, that's a modern classic. And there will be cars, you know, Lamborghini just you know, came out with a new Aventador V12. And that, that's the last one on the line. That's going to be a future classic. So we really took the term classic, built on it, expanded it so that we can expand our reach and our audience. And again, going back to the inclusivity and the, the, the barrierless entry into Shiftgate, we thought, why do we have to silo ourselves? Why can't if I'm a car enthusiast, call us what you will, why can't we just invite everyone? Whether you've got, you know, a 1920 this or a, you know, a brand new this, and that's a future classic. It's a very personal relationship, I find, with a lot of people have with their cars. And again, what, what we've talked a lot about at Shiftgate is that the car isn't necessarily just a car. It's more about what that car represents at a certain moment in your life that evokes a very special memory. And so we look at it deeper, um, not to say that nobody else does, or it's the right way to do it, but it certainly is the shift gate way to do it. And we're very proud of that. Would you call that your unique approach to the auction market? I, I would. Uh, and again, the million, that's the million dollar question we get, right? Is how are you different? What, what's your differentiation? How are you unique? And in terms of the logistics of how you run this online auction, um, there's only so many ways you can do it. And, you know, Randy, bring a trailer, you know, kind of set the stage for it. And what a stagey set. But th that doesn't mean that you can't come at it with a different perspective, a different message. And you do it, you, you gather the audience in a different way. Not saying any, we're better than anyone else. We're just different. But that would be one of our unique 
cause of what makes Shiftgate us is, is that inclusivity and looking at the entire designation of classics and bringing them all together and saying, you're all welcome here. And that's what we're trying to build at Shiftgate. I like it. When you think about moving forward, now you just launched, but I'm going to launch you into the future a little bit. And anyone who builds businesses like you guys have is always looking way down the road. Uh, like a good racer does, you never look in front of you. You're always looking exactly. way down the road, head up. As I remember from my days with uh, uh, <laughs> racing school, head up, head up. Yeah. It's like, my head's yeah. up. I'd be looking at you, the sky <laughs> if I was looking any higher. You end up going to where you your vision takes there you go there you go you're a racer you know that so what is uh let's let's look out just say three years because going any further than that especially in this world today what's the future let's say from now to the next three years where would you like to be positioned at that point in time well i think that with 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 shiftgate we you know we've talked at length about this um in, in in our strategy and i alluded to it before you can you can have a strategy where you open up in a space, you go right head to head with the big boys. And, you know, if you're going to do that, you have better, have, better be sitting on a big fat wallet. <laughs> no kidding. And, um, yeah. you know, we, at Shiftgate, we are self-funded. We It's our own personal money. You know, we're not millionaire, billionaire people, but we have this enthusiasm and this unbelievable focus and drive. So it's our own money. And we wanted that for a reason, because we didn't want outside interfering, saying, you know, for us to get our return, you have to do X, Y, Z. And then we get pulled away from our strategy. So that was very important. And then this allows us to develop this unique message, and it allows us to plan for the future. So in three or four years down the line, we would like to be outside of the North America borders. We would like to be international. We feel there's an opportunity there. And, you know, rather than staying and fighting... And, you know, it's, it's not our way. It's not what we want to do. There is room, and especially globally, there's some unique aspects about very specific countries around the world um, that through our market intelligence and through our due diligence, um, we feel our message could resonate with those people and do quite well. So it's not all about, you know, we have to dominate the North American market. We have to do this. No, it's working collaborative, even with our competitors. And we feel that we, we're in a space that's so niche or niche. I don't know how I always forget in North America. How you say niche or niche. <laughs> I always say niche. I always say niche and then other people correct me. So you can, say, gonna, it, you can say it any way you want, Neil. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your, your lead on that, Mark. <laughs> okay. So it's finding your niche. And, and uh, again, if, if Shiftgate can broaden the message, the appeal, the market, invite more people in, then that's really a great thing because that's, you know, that's, that's the philosophy of more people, more cars, more great experiences. But we feel that you can do a little bit here and be happy with it and then take that model and do a little bit somewhere else and somewhere else. And we're always open to tweaking it through our learnings. And I think that's key is learning, listening, and then implementing. You, you're always learning. Well, the enthusiasm for cars is definitely nation and worldwide. And I know, that, I know that just from the listeners I have in over 80 countries here that I hear from is, is pretty incredible. Yeah, those I always laugh and say, now it used to be those 12 guys. Now it's a, probably about those 58 guys in Cambodia that listen to cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, really? Okay, cool. Welcome, guys. You know, we're all about cars. Let's talk about a driving inspiration for you. Was there a key mentor in your life that really helped you become successful, that very influential person? Um, it, 
it's, that is, somebody else asked me this question a while ago, and I always go back to, there's a couple of people, um, but I'll make it brief. One is my mom growing up in Liverpool. My dad died when I was six. Oh, so my wow. No, that, that's okay. Um, so, so my mom took on the role of mom and dad, and she was very... Um, she was very much. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work in today's parenting. Put it that way. She. She let me have a motorcycle Yamaha 50 cc when I was seven. <laughs> Good um, for her. And and it wasn't fast enough. So she. We took it back to the shop and they took the restrictors off. And then she figured out. Well, why don't we just take the exhaust off? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, and then and then going back uh, to my dad, I think the real love of the power of cars and. I, I get this, still get this sense of power, and it brings tingles thinking about this. But when I was I was sick and off school one day, my dad was a delivery truck driver for a company company that I no longer believe exists. It was called Atlas Express, and so 1980s, a big green Bedford Leyland diesel truck would pull up on this little English road, and my dad would you know push the door open, and I was spending the day with my dad, uh, you know, driving around on his deliveries. And uh, I remember climbing up into this big cabinet space and you could feel the cab shaking with the diesel, this giant wheel. And I just remember this vision vividly, looking at my dad and thinking, he's a superhero. Like, how can he, how can his big, massive arms fit around this huge wheel and drive this house of a truck? And in today's standards, it wasn't that big, but as a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid, wherever I was, six, I think. So that to me, and I can still feel myself in the cab. I still feel now as an adult, I couldn't drive that. I couldn't even reach around this wheel because, you know, that, that was my dad. And that was the first time that I really felt this rumble and the power of, of a vehicle and, and the coolness of just being in control of this thing. So I think those two people in my life for where I am now in terms of drive and this freedom and this relentless pursuing businesses or opportunities, not to make money, that is, you know, you have to stay in business, as you know, but there has to be a passion behind it. And, and that's my passion from them, uh, from my mom and dad. Nice heartwarming story you shared there. I appreciate that. Very nice. There's my heart part you were looking for. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. There we go. The soft side of Neil. Very nice. I appreciate you that. Dragged, <laughs> dragged it out, Mark. Not many people do. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk a bit about a challenge as we always do here. So keep that thought in mind. Keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. 
So, Neil, let's talk about a big obstacle. You've built other businesses. You talk about being a business person, that driven guy that talks has to make things make sense, especially in the financial world. Talk about a big obstacle, maybe even a big failure or a challenge you faced. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned? What brought you forward out of that in a positive way? I think it was, again, if I go back to racing in Formula 2000, you know, I had, it's always going to be a memory because I remember as a kid saying, I want to be a race car driver. And suddenly I'm in a racing car and I've got this suit and that, like it's an amazing journey and I'm forever thankful for it. But I did come at a time when tobacco sponsorship was pulled out of North America. Mm. And in Canada, um, what that meant in terms of sponsorship was uh, there was a tobacco company called Players. And, um, you know, some big names, uh, Paul Tracy, probably the most notable, Alex Tagliani, Carpentier, um, uh, Greg Moore. They were all players drivers. And so that was my aspiration was to get on this kind of stepping ladder. You know, Indie Lights and at the time Players Toyota Atlantic series. Oh, yeah. I was running and I loved that series. Then, very competitive and tobacco sponsorship got pulled. A lot of other sponsorship dried up. And so, you know, I had to collaborate with a lot of other people, work with a lot of other people, be so focused on what I want to do and take the knocks along the way but turn those knocks into opportunities and learnings. And it gives you a thick skin, but not a thick skin in terms of, you know, you need to get people back. It just makes you, it made me anyway think you have to have this drive. If you get turned down once, you have to keep on going. You have to be respectful of other people. Your business dealings, they have to be ethical. You know, I saw some things where, um, you know, other drivers knew of a sponsor interaction with one driver and they go around their backs and because it was very cutthroat and I wasn't willing to get into that. And there's some of the ethics that at Shiftgate and with, you know, my business partners today that we have. And that that's also, I think, rolled out in Shiftgate because we want to be less of a transactional company where you get to interact with the partners with the founders where we are kind of it's this barrierless thing we put ourselves front and center and i think that goes back to the ethics and you have to put yourself front and center and you have to put yourself out there and expose yourself to rejection or you know some nasty comments and keep going keep your head down be respectful of the space and your competitors um, and keep your ethics in check and keep focused. And I think that's taken from the racing side and sponsorship into Shiftgate now. Formula 2000, man, what a cool car to be driving. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, I raced some open wheel cars, but nothing like that. Uh, those are some seriously quick little cars, which is yeah, uh, very yeah. cool. Well, let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. You've mentioned a couple. If you had to pick one great vehicle that you've had in your life, what would it be and why? Now, it depends on your definition of great. For me, <laughs> Wait, great we'll one. say your definition of great. <laughs> we, I, I had my first car was Honda, uh, Honda CRX SI. I think I bought it for $700. And my parents were like, uh, you know, it has a hole in the floor. I said, yeah, that can, that, we can patch that up later, you know, duct tape. I learned through racing that duct, duct tape. tape. <laughs> fixes everything. And so that, that has a special fondness for me. But I, 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 you know, right now I drive the, the F80 V6 twin turbo M3, which is a beautiful car. But it, I think the V8 M3 coupe, it was just a, um, you know, growing up, it, I, some reason I was all about M3, M3. So I kind of felt like it was a, a, an acknowledgement to myself that I've done well and I've done it respectfully with my ethics intact and that 
And then it was just a beautiful car with that engine. So that that's a special car for me. I like it. I've been a big fan of M3s. As my listeners know, I had two E36 M3s, two E46 M3s. Still have my 05 E46 M3 that I bought brand new. Uh, it's just one of those cars that I can't get rid of. And I love the style. Um, I loved it when the V8s came out. I almost sold it to get one and I ended up buying a, a 911 Instead, I found a beautiful 993 C4S that replaces my daily driver, but still have that M3. And I've always look, go out and look at it in the garage and I go, okay, if I was going to get something else for this thing, what, what would I get? And there's always lots of options, but I just, I don't know. It just feels right to me. And I hear you. And you know what? Going back to the previous uh, question, you know, in terms of a classic, the way we feel at Shiftgate and our real ethos at our core is like, who are we to say to you that that M3 is not a classic or it's not a new classic with the story and, and, and you know, your relationship with it? I'm sure right. to you, it's a classic. And for us, then it's a classic. And that's a perfect point of Shiftgate, how we say you define the classic. Uh, you know, we have some boundaries, but you and your story right there to me, I would categorize that as a modern day or a new classic. Oh, definitely. And it's, you know, these cars, the E46, and you'll see this with your V8, if it's not already happening, kind of went through that depreciation curve. It kind of set down at the bottom for a while. And now they're coming back up. They are indeed. <laughs> yeah. And if you can find nice ones, mine, a low mileage model, I ordered with every option, uh, nice combination, plus the comp package, which was a very mm -hmm. expensive option that I just yeah. had to roll my eyes and hold my nose when I signed that one. <laughs> you know, like I did the same thing yeah. on mine one. Now it's yeah, beautiful. but now it's it's worthwhile. But you know, you touched on an important factor there because these generational things that happen with cars coming up, down, and then back up to becoming a modern day classic. So it's kind of fun to see that uh, they're a value. I had a guy just the other day. I went to get gas, and he comes in and goes, "Hey, he was a young guy, you know, probably in his late twenties." He goes, "You ever want to sell this car?" And I kind of smile and I go, well, maybe, I don't know, not today. It would have to be a pretty special number. And he goes, well, here's my phone number. Call me. And I thought, now that's interesting. A young guy coming up to me in a car that was kind of, most people would go, oh, it's just another little sedan, you know, uh, car guys, though, no different with that M badge on the back. Mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, it's become a classic, even though I've had it for 16 years now. So yeah, kind of cool. I think it's cool. Well, it's a nice little segue into this next question, which I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit yep. here. Maybe we'll pull apart that little warmer, fuzzier side again. <laughs> uh, if you were manifest as a car, Neil, what would you be and why? Now, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive the man in the mirror yep. as a vehicle. All right? Go for it. Um, oh, God. Make myself, I'm going to make myself sound complex now. I think ultimately it would have to be a, uh, the the, uh, the 427 Shelby Cobra. Ooh. Okay, now we got to know why I have, here. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I have to explain this. Okay. You know, because I'm talking about a soft side under, yeah. that, under the shell. But for me, it's fun. It's got a lot of character. It's um, what you see is what you get. And it's one of those cars where if I envision myself on the Amalfi Coast or in Monaco <laughs> or, you know, uh, you know, taking it a drive around Daytona or Charlotte Inter you know, International Speedway, you can drive it in any of those places. And to me, it can be driven as just enjoying yourself in the car and your time, whatever mm -hmm. it is. You can take it on the track, but then it's got all this history and character and rumbles and it's very visceral. That, that would be... Um, and I'm sure it has a softer side when you don't drive it. Like <laughs> I think I think there. I don't even think that car is soft when it's sitting with the engine off. I mean, you're talking about Ford seven liter, you know, four twenty eight cubic inch engine, long stroke, small bore. I mean, monster, 
monster. It really is. You know what? Maybe the, the, the softer side of me is when you look at the front of the car and you see those big headlights and oh, it I almost know. smiles to you. It does. It, it has a personality. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. It has a personality. Now, I know this This might be a silly part of this, but are you the original 427 or are you one of these newer um, continuation models like my friend Lance makes at Superformance? No, no, original. Original. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. I get it. I, I like the character and history or, or the story it would have yeah. around the car. I find that just very engaging. And, and, and this is what I like about the car enthusiasts in this space. It's just the depth of knowledge. And then the way they communicate that depth, it's like the car becomes a, it, it undertakes a personality. It does. And that car, oh, it's an iconic, legendary automobile for sure. They just sold a very, very nice one at Barrett-Jackson uh, not too, about a month ago. Uh, I think it was Las Vegas show. A very original first car. Yeah. Whew. Oh. Pricey. I can't even imagine how much that would have That was a lot. It was a lot. It was one of those big golfer's checks with a lot of zeros. Decimal point way to the right. How about a great book? Is there a great book that you've read, Neil, that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm reading the one. Again, I keep, I keep thinking maybe I should mention a car book, but if I'm to be true and honest to myself. It can be any book. I've had every kind of book mentioned here. It's a fantastic book. It's called Breathe. Like a breath, breathe, mm-hmm. Bre- breathe or breath, breath, breath. I think it's called. Uh, I'm sorry. And um, it's it's about a pulmonary physician, and he talks about the science and the physiology of breathing, just breathing and oxygen, and how breathing through your nose versus your mouth, and how to breathe with your diaphragm in your stomach. But then about all the physiology, about the interactions within your body, and what that does, including your brain and your thinking. And it's so insightful, and it really makes you stop. And when I was reading it last, I actually stopped and, and realized, I don't know how to breathe. Like I take these little shallow breaths. Yes. And as soon as I started to pay attention to breathing, I, I'm not a big meditation guy. I would love to be able to, but my mind moves fast. I have a, I, I've not figured out how to do that either. <laughs> I know. It actually causes me stress trying to meditate because I'm worried about meditating. <laughs> it's kind of that defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the book's amazing. It's called Breathe. And it just gives you some insight into how breathing can take the temperature down, how it can focus your mind, how it can center yourself. And in terms of the business world is shift gate, you know, that's allowed me to add what I think is is real value and get my core belief of, you know, this borderless barrierless and let's invite more people in and how do we do it and not be so afraid of taking what is kind of a unique approach on the media side, but, but just doing this breathing, it just, it's phenomenal how when you center on it and focus on it you realize you're not doing it it doesn't take a lot to do it right but then you you get this this oxygen in you yeah um that's a great book breathe i would highly recommend it that book's uh the the one by james nestor correct yes that's right yes yeah yeah it's uh yeah i love the subtitle for that the new science of a lost art uh which is tremendous but you're right breathing it not there's so much value in that and you think about the yogis and um you know even uh, yoga and, of course, meditation, transcendental meditation, whatever it might be, 
So yeah. much is it about is about breathing. And and many times I've been told by people, you know, when you feel like you're starting to lose it for some reason or you're frustrated or angry, just take yeah. a step back, take a di- big deep breath, close your eyes, and it will change everything about how yeah, you feel. Yeah, and you know what? You need it in a new business, especially one that's oh, so Every open <laughs> like this. You know, yeah. we have our comment section. We're on social media, and, you know, and 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 again, keeping our ethos in. in front and center of being inviting to people and respectful of the space we're in and respectful of people's opinions, um, you know, those big deep breaths at the time really do help in terms of, okay, let's understand why someone is angry at us online or why they've said, you know, we are just entering this space to piggyback on someone else. And it's like, well, we have, of course we have, they've been the, the pioneers of the space, but uh, we can do it as well. And we can do it a little bit differently, but that breathing ground you and let you think. Yeah, you know, if people didn't think that there was opportunity for growth, then we'd have, what, the first car was the uh, Daimler Benz, and there'd be no Fords or Chevys or Porsches or anything else. And look at the disruptors, that guy guy named Elon. Uh, I think I'll come into the car market and see what I can do. Well, holy cow. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's awoken some some giants that need to catch up. Let's uh, take you on what I call the ultimate drive. I've got the magic wand, the magic scepter, whatever you want to call it, but I can enable you to pick any car in the world that you want to go on a drive in any person living or deceased Mm. Uh, so what does your ultimate drive look like the car the person and where are you going um it would be a triumph tr7 oh okay back to your british roots yeah yeah and it has to be because that's the car as a kid i remember saying to my dad uh, i saw one one day and he told me why it was and i said i'm gonna buy you that one day so it would it would be the triumph tr7 it would um let's forget about all the electronics in it for now yeah yeah we'll assume it will ignore uh, old man joseph lucas there yeah (laughs) yeah we'll assume it works well um and uh, to be honest it would be um, it would be a drive through Liverpool, going to Anfield, which is the home of Liverpool Football Club, which is my my uh, second love of life after my girlfriend and, and the two stepdaughters. And it would just be with my dad. And it wouldn't be anywhere, you know, this trail or this and that. It would just be something very grounded, special um, to have that opportunity to go watch a Liverpool football club game and to buy my dad the TR7. Yeah, that would See, be See, I got another softer side out of you today. <laughs> I'm just... People are going to start thinking I'm soft. I'm doing pretty darn well. I'm feeling pretty you good are. about myself. Well, Neil, I really appreciate you uh, sharing your wisdom and guidance and your passion, obvious passion for business in the automotive sector with us today. Before I let you go, could you share maybe a parting piece of wisdom, a success quote or mantra? Yeah, I mean, I, I would... I, I, I was lucky enough to... Uh, be part of a small audience with with the Dalai Lama. Wow! Uh, yeah, and at the at the time, um, I I you know I was, I don't want to go to this. I you know, I know about this guy, but so what? And it was really special. It was insightful. And the one thing that I took away from it was everything you do in life, everything you buy, every decision you make. It comes down to one of two things: it's a want or a need. And where it becomes important is to clearly distinguish what a need is and what a want is. So, for instance, a want is generally, let's talk about cars and, and shift gate. And yeah. a want is, you know, a nice car, the newest car or this car or that car. Fine, you can get it and that's fine. But a want is usually, it will cost you money. It could be short-lived because the new one comes out and replaces that one. And, 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 it, and, and it generally sometimes doesn't fit a deep core belief, whereas a need could be, and I love you, a hug from a family member, 
It could be spending time with your kids, with a good friend. Um, and it could be doing nothing, sat in a park, having a game of soccer, having a game of catch, of baseball. But it, it, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's incredibly meaningful, and it's what memories are based from. And it's a, a deep core need that everyone has. And I find that where it becomes problematic is some people feel that a want is a need. Yep. And once you make a clear kind of delineation between the two, things for me became clearer. It was kind of like, well, that's a car, and I really do. I love the car, but it's a want. And it, it's not going to fill a void. I need this. I need family. I need <laughs> friends. So, so for me, that is something that has taken me along in my journey. It's, it's um, taken me into Shiftgate and that methodology and you know this in- inclusivity of you can have wants and you can have needs just to understand what you're getting at the end of the day and make an appropriate decision. See that Dalai Lama guy, he kind of has his act together. He knows what yeah, he's he, talking he about. He knows his stuff. He really just does. Just a little bit. Hey, there's the trifecta. I got three soft sides of Neil Treadway today. Uh, I feel pretty loud. Batting, batting very good. Wait, wait till my girlfriend hears this. She'll be like, I want that side more. I want it. You've got me into trouble, yeah. Mark. Well, that's okay, you know, and uh, I want to do a shout out to her because I understand she's a first responder in the medical industry. My hat's off and my utmost respect for her and all her colleagues that have helped so many people through this just very, very difficult time. You know, you brought a, a very happy memory to my mind here, Neil. My mom, when, when I was growing up, I used to say things like, oh, that new Schwinn bicycle, I really need that. And she'd say, no, you don't need it, you want it. And I remember one day saying, well, mom, I want what I need and I need what I want. She looked at me and said, I think you need to go to your room. You're being a little ornery right now. And uh, I never said that one again, but uh, I understand what you're saying. Very cool. Hey, how can more people learn about ShiftGate? What are the different ways we can tap into ShiftGate and, and get some experience there and look for some cool vehicles, some cool rides? Sure. I, w- I would invite everyone to visit us at www.shiftgate.com and check out the cars. We are, you know, we're in the beginnings of our auction and we're playing around with it. And we're, we're you know, we're still undertaking learnings, but we're staying true to our kind of borderless, barrierless community at Shiftgate. Come and pay us a visit. We've got some promotions on right now, of course, opening promotions that go till the end of August. Um, and we're getting some really amazing cars. We're getting much more interest from um, stateside, which is what we want. And some nice. really cool cars. So I would just invite everyone to go to shiftgate.com. There you go, listeners. Check it out. It's a cool site. I've been there. Uh, pour yourself a tall drink because you're going to be there a while because it's pretty darn fun. You're going to find a lot of cool things. Shiftgate.com. Check it out. I love the name too. Conjures up memories of the beautiful V12 Ferraris uh, in that metal shift gate. Very, very nice. I want to do a shout out to Ryan McKenzie at ANC uh, PR in Toronto. Ryan, thank you for bringing Neil. And I understand he's going to bring your cohorts to the show too. So you listeners be listening for those two guys later on. Uh, perhaps in the week or the month. Neil, hey, thanks for being so uh, generous today with your time, for opening up your softer side, and for sharing your experiences and for creating another great platform for us automotive enthusiasts to go have some fun and find our dream rides. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was great. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion 
based on first-hand experiences. A talented linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology. It's in high demand. You get paid really well. And you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles. And you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.